1: And heard nothing back. Those days are coming to an end. This tool will zoom out, highlighting all the gaps. It will also zoom in, removing all the
0: guesswork from prioritizing your efforts. Plus, it will help set clear expectations for
1: your business and ensure that your capital raising strategies are assets, not liabilities. Don't wait. Take the Daily lead flow by going to dailyinvestorleadflow.com. That's dailyinvestorleadflow.com. Your future self will forever thank you.
0: Today, we're covering some of the most common challenges facing real estate today, and what you can do about it. Because even though things can and will happen, you're as prepared as you can to be able to navigate whatever move you need to make next.
1: Hey, I'm Palmi. And I'm Nancy. And together we make the Kitty Sisters. We are apartment syndication experts, entrepreneurs, and real estate investors.
0: Nine years ago, we made a change in our financial futures by ditching the 9 to
1: 5. Discover the joy and security in making money while we sleep. We made this podcast to help high-level entrepreneurs secure their financial future while paying virtually zero tax by utilizing apartment syndication, and we're going to show you how. This is Cashflow
0: Multipliers, the podcast dedicated to your financial freedom or the lifestyle you deserve. Hello and welcome back, Cashflow Multipliers. We're thrilled to have you here.
1: If you've been here long enough than one episode, then you already know Nana and I nerd out a lot about apartment investing and real estate. It's almost like we're dedicating our whole lives to literally talking about them.
0: Hey, some people call it obsessions, but we call it passion, okay? And you got to be passionate about something, right? Some people have Comic Con and we have conferences about multifamily apartment syndication. Cosplay is not encouraged.
1: Well, really, why not, Nan? It should be <laughs> okay. more fun. So <laughs> I it's guess not a so. secret that we love what we do, which is why when it comes to knowing the ins and outs of this industry, we're just as dedicated as our friends who spend months planning and perfecting their Comic-Con costumes.
0: So with all this obsessing, we couldn't help but ask ourselves here, what were the first types of multifamily homes to ever exist? Fun facts, they were not co-apartments. At all, right? But call Insula. And they can be traced back to Roman times. They were about six to seven stories high and had shops in common areas throughout the building. Because these buildings were so high, they were not like, they didn't have a lot of safety measures. <laughs> the higher the
1: floor is actually the cheaper the rent. So basically mixed use complexes. Yes. In <laughs> the Roman time. Like, minus the building and safety codes. And stuff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so fascinating, right? The more luxe apartments first made their apar- appearances in, no surprising here, Paris, France, and were reserved for the ultra-wealthy, which left those living below poverty line looking for housing.
0: Real estate has never been without its obstacles and challenges. But through it all, wars, famines, economic crashes, and global crisis, it stood the test of time and proven to be resilient
1: and reliable, which is more than some of us say for our, <laughs> you know, our exes. <laughs> As long as humans have existed, they have need for shelter. And it's the most basic human needs according to Maslow's hierarchy of needs. But as we all know, sometimes life has a way, life being, And by that, we mean stuff happens and ne- you never really know what's coming around the turnpike
0: that's why today we're covering some of the most common challenges facing real estate today and what you can do about it. Because even though things can and will happen, you're as prepared as you can to be able to navigate whatever move you need to make next.
1: See, our obsession comes in handy every once in a while, especially when it comes to how we can support you and your passive income journey best. So ready for a deep dive?
0: Yes, let's
1: get started, guys. So first up, The good
0: old market. We know you hear about it all the time in the news, but for good reason. Every real estate market experiences fluctuations as it moves through its economic cycle and affect your investment. Boom and bust are inevitable. Real estate markets are impacted by economy, inflation, and of course, the interest rates.
1: Oh, and worldwide
0: infectious diseases. Don't forget about that one. Case and point palm, if you want to mitigate the risk of a potential economic downturn, it's important to understand the market you're investing in, which yes, does require a bit of homework.
1: But for good reason right now, I'm in. You know the three rules of real estate: location, 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 yes. and that includes the local economic factors at play, not just if it's a beachfront property.
0: Indeed, so here are some of the crucial answers before committing to a location to invest in that you must ask. Number one, what major employers are there? There was a reason people were freaking out about billionaire Elon Musk move his Tesla headquarters to Texas. That was a huge loss of jobs for California folks, but a major win for you know the Texas market.
1: Number two, what is the unemployment rate? Knowing the majority of the population is employed means a better chance of good, loyal tenants.
0: Yep. And number three, what economic anchors are there? Look around the town and see what opportunities are available in the area. Good schools and university, tourist side and locations, it's important to take inventory of it all.
1: Number four, and finally, what is the population growth rate? Beyond young families and birthing babies, what is bringing people to uproot their lives and move into the location or not?
0: Yes. So for us, the kitty sister, we look at this data and more other factors to consider, including different economic drivers from major tech industry, manufacturings, and medical centers. Examine the answers to these questions diligently. The answer will give you an idea of the economic health of the market.
1: Both Nan and I can't stress this enough. Understanding the market you're investing in is critical part of your determining the risk factor.
0: Next up, find your A-team, also known as sponsorship team. Even though Palm and I are introverts, we're still big on people. The people who make up, you know, our sponsorship team more specifically. Why? Because the team is in charge of your apartment investing plays a major role in success of your
1: investment. Think about it. When your house catches fire, you're calling the pros, firemen and women who are trained for years to try to keep your valuable assets safe. You're definitely not calling volunteer fire people team. You need experts. Experienced real estate investors know how to
0: oversee a property management company's performance, how to negotiate with lenders, and what to do in the worst case scenario, like when the market crash. That is why finding the right investor, the right team, is nothing you should gamble with. It's your number one
1: job. On Tuesday's episode, number 51, Mantras, Manifestations, and Making Money, we talk about our mantras, and one of the mantras was finding our who people, not our how-to people. Who people are the people who can make or break your investment. That's why you need the best who's to do. Okay, we're done playing Dr. Seuss, so we'll leave you with one last nugget of
0: wisdom on this topic. In episode seven of the Cashflow Multiplier podcast, the exact strategy we use when vetting an apartment Investment deal, we share the
1: most important step in beginning your passive income journey. It's not crunching numbers or finding the perfect market to invest in. It's all about finding the right people and enlisting them to your A team. That episode is filled with strategies we use to vet the perfect people. It starts with a glass of wine and ends up being aligned with our, your dreams and your goals. So if you haven't already, go back and listen. And we'll also link it up in today's show note as well.
0: Yes. So, third, We have to choose the right asset class. Lately, there has been so much surrounding what type of investment and asset people need to start investing in to get ahead in this economy. It is confusing, you know, like the crypto or a non-functional token, and NFT. Regardless of where you stand, there will always be people who have
1: opinion on the type of asset you should invest in. But as you mentioned earlier, the real estate assets has lasted almost as long as Father Time himself. However, there are also so many types of real estate out there. How do you know which one's best? The real estate asset class you invest in can also determine how much risk you're facing as an investor. Take commercial properties such as, you know,
0: like the shopping mall, for example, they aren't as essential as housing and, you know, e-commerce, aka online shopping is taking up a major, like major reason why people aren't so keen on invest, like visiting malls anymore. I mean, Palm, when was the last time you actually went to the physical shopping mall?
1: Uh, I cannot remember.
0: <laughs> yeah, like even if I go, I get lost and I'm, you know, confused, don't know what to do. Anyways, so hotels are also kind of similar. They rely on travel and tourism, therefore also making them risky to invest in when compared to stability of an apartment complex.
1: Yeah, at the beginning of the pandemic, the world was ordered a quote-unquote stay-at-home, talk about an essential service, housing. Yep. Housing is something that people will always need. It's at the core of what we The human needs, again, is to function properly in this world. So when it comes to putting your investment dollars into something that matters and is essential, it doesn't get any clearer than multifamily living.
0: The fourth biggest challenge facing apartment investing is policy. Understanding government policy in the location you want to invest in is crucial. And we know it can be tedious and a little annoying because, as we all know, the government never made a plan that they didn't like to change, (laughs) right?
1: Government policies are a risk factor you need to be aware of as a passive investor. State, local government may pass legislation that impacts real estate in more ways than one. And oftentimes they do it right under your nose, so you have to be on the lookout.
0: Let's look at Session 8, Housing. If your real estate deal is under that classification, that means that the government will be covering a part of the rent through, you know, subsidies, which is great. At least you'll have a stable rent income, right? However, if session eight housing registrations ever changes, this could significantly impact your cash flow.
1: And when has government hasn't changed anything without warning for rolling (laughs) our eyes here?
0: You also want to be mindful of whether or not a state is landlord friendly. If your property is in a state where the tenant is favored, it can be more challenging for your team to evict a non-performing tenant, thus hurting the bottom line of your investment. No one wants to live any, like I mean, live near anyone giving them a bad vibe, so you want to make sure that you're investing in an area where your voice is heard and opinions are taken seriously.
1: Here at the Kitty Sisters, we avoid the states that have what we consider cuss words, threat control. States like California, New York, Washington, we steer clear of those from when it comes to places to invest. In those cases, our ability to force appreciation of the property through higher rent premium will be limited. On
0: top of that, the government could also change property taxes, which would also impact the overall cash flow. There are plenty of other risk factors we take into consideration when it comes to investing. So knowing the state policy can help us eliminate areas where, you know, we know may not be the best fit.
1: And of course, we couldn't continue talking about challenges in apartment properties without addressing one of the biggest hurdle, the property itself. The building that you're investing in could be a potential source of risk for real estate investors. Knowing the current condition the property is and will determine how much the capital and time is needed to make sure that the building is performing at its best.
0: And by performing, we mean aligning with the desired rental rates that real estate investor would like to see the apartment rent for. So how do you know which apartments will meet that goal?
1: Enter the ABCs of multifamily syndication, also known as grading scale apartments. Literally, we prefer to go after a-class or B-class multifamily assets in the promising areas with great rentability track record. And scoping out the location starts with your sponsorship team.
0: They're the ones out there doing the due diligence of having the financial rents roll and other crucial details to make sure the properties you're investing in is a success. For more on this topic, listen to episode 25, Stay Classy, The Grading Scale of Apartments, on classifying Your Apartments. We'll link episode 25 to this show note as well. Building and the real estate housewife actually have more in common than you think. Guess
1: how? (laughs) Because both of them require facelifts. Yep.
0: (laughs) But unlike the housewife, building refers to their work being done as value add,
1: not a BBL. And when looking at our next challenge, it's crucial to understand why business plan for each investment opportunity can also add to the risk you'll face. Value at investing involves forcing appreciation of a particular property by improving the condition, increasing rent, decreasing operational costs, and or improving overall efficiencies. Phew, that is a
0: lot of work to be done. I mean, what Palm just said, right? A lot more distressed property that needs major renovation does bear more risk. I mean, that applies to anyone who chooses to go under the knife, but it can also mean a greater return on investment. However, there is plenty to consider before making this kind of decision.
1: There's a lot of opportunities on both ends of the spectrum for investor to lose and make money by taking on distressed properties and drastically improving its conditions. The return on investment is, of course, greater than if the property only needs moderate renovations. It's a difference between pulling out the sledgehammer and having a demo day versus installing trendy new backsplashes and a fresh coat of paint.
0: Another common strategy used amongst apartment syndicators is something, you know, referred to as turnkey investing turnkey investing involves in buying a property that requires little to no renovation such as Class a since you know it's newly built Class a properties are mainly built for the promise of cash flow because there isn't much work to be done right palm
1: yeah you know what and I actually have a really good story about this so do share so. <laughs> Uh, a friend of ours has an A-class property in a really trendy area of Dallas, and we were just talking this weekend. And he said, "You know what? You know what was the biggest needle mover? Because it's a turnkey uh, apartment complex. There's not a lot of work to be done. On one floor, he repainted the corridor, add some trendy fixture light fixtures, and guess what? On that specific floor, the rent rent renewal, meaning the people who are um, their leases are up and they're going to renew, the the price that they're able to achieve just by updating the the hallway." is 20% markup on what? Oh by God. And so that's like opportunities that you can do minor retouch, but then actually improve. And on another note, people on different floors, at first they were like, oh, we're going to leave. We're not going to renew. And the biggest problem was like, they're like, well, we want what the other floor has and we don't think that you're going to put it on our floor. And they're like, oh, no, don't worry. We're going to do that.
0: Omg, mg so 20 is pretty amazing yeah so class a that's why we kind of love to go after a newer asset class right yeah
1: it's a it provides a unique you have to be creative and it provides a unique way to in, increase income without having to do the traditional sledgehammer stuff which when as we know and mm-hmm. even like with facelifts as well you open stuff up you're bound to find more things that you have to take care of that you may not have expected indeed
0: and now, for the final challenge that palm and I would love to go over is leverage. The amount of leverage you have on your real estate deals also determines how much risk is involved. The more leverage you have, the more risk.
1: And at the same time, the more risk you have, the more capital you can use to speed up the project and generate returns for yourself and your investors.
0: However, being over-leveraged in your real estate deals can be dangerous. Remember, when you were younger and discovered the magical power of a credit card... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> with all this basically free money, why did we have to work at all, right? Yeah. At that
1: time. <laughs> the number of charges on my Abercrombie credit card at the time was criminal. And it, I remember. <laughs> yeah, and all. Oh my gosh, back in the days. So it may have been fashionable for the times, but... End of month statement was not worth it at all. Exactly. And that's the same can be said
0: for over leveraging in
1: multifamily
0: apartments, right? If your returns aren't enough to cover your interest payment, you can find yourself in a tough position. In moments like this, we look to whom have gone before us. Many savvy real estate investors will tell you to have cash reserve on hand
1: just in case. And there have been many cases to watch out for, like economic downturns being the tip of the iceberg. In case an economic downturn occurs, the whole period of your asset, cash reserves will help you cover operational expenses if needed, if the revenue decreases significantly. Think of this as your rainy day fund. Yep. Okay, I think that's just about covers it. While there may have been just seven challenges facing apartment investors covered today, we know that in every market, every building, and every investor is different. That's why covering these foundational topics will make you a better passive investor in the long run.
0: Now, you're better equipped to ask questions to your sponsorship team and look out for the best policies and market to invest in. And you no longer have to worry about, you know, the six or the seven floor being too dangerous to
1: live on thanks to the modern architect. <laughs> That's all from us this week. We can't wait to be back next week. Before you go, you know the drill. Subscribe, review, rate, and share this podcast with your investor pals. We love hearing from you guys. Talk soon. We can't wait to begin this journey with you. Check us out at com slash podcast.